From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Tidal Echoes had its first back-in-person launch Friday evening in the University of Alaska's Southeast Egan Lecture Hall. Snacks and refreshments were provided and books were sold for $5. Featured artist Chloe Clockshaw Kavanaugh also had a table set up with her merch. Kavanaugh, along with featured writer Lynn Davis, gave presentations about their creative work to the audience. Kavanaugh explains how she was inspired to use graphic design to capture her grandfather's carvings and artwork after he had passed away. I really wanted to make sure that those could forever be passed down. So I started doing kind of this digital art form to one, just like be able to kind of feel close to him still and understand his art to make sure it was always preserved. Where with painting and other art, they can degrade over time or get lost. And I wanted it to just this idea of it always being there. She is Clinkett and from Cake, and she owns Black and White Raven Company and designed this year's cover. Kavanaugh also uses her artwork to spread messages and stir conversations through clothing and stickers. Some of these art pieces are conversations that we've already been having within the indigenous community, but having these spaces where people can recognize their responsibility to allyship and to keep showing up is really is really important. And I think a lot of the work that Tidal Echoes does to echo those community voices will continue conversations on their own in different perspectives. First Senior Editor and UAS student Shailene Grace Moeller, this is her last year on the Title Echoes board. In May, Moeller will be graduating from UAS with a Bachelor of Arts in English and Environmental Studies with an emphasis in creative writing. She shares what she plans to do next. So I've been fortunate enough to find work opportunities related to this field simply because like, I've really advertised myself as an editor for Title Echoes. I have signed on with the Sustainable Southeast Partnership as their storytelling and engagement intern. Through them, I have done a few editing projects and will do a few more editing projects, as well as continue just like a lot of the outreach work, similar to what I've done with Title Echoes. She also plans to keep submitting to Title Echoes. Moeller shares she can relate to Kavanaugh as they both come from Cake, and the back cover of the book focuses on Cake's community. Poet and UAS student Dylan Wood read his Untitled Eagle poem that won the Mac Bernhards Prize for 2023. It was his first time submitting a creative piece to anything for publication. I think the best thing I can say is that is a message to other writers that is, if you find it interesting and you find it fun, just do it. That's that's the best thing I can I can say is I honestly didn't think I could write until somebody said, Dylan, you're being dumb. You definitely can write. You just need to focus on getting better. So I just focus on getting better and it happened really quickly. And I'm really proud of myself for that progress. Southeast Alaska had a rainy and windy Easter, with Prince of Wales even seeing lightning. Caleb Cravens is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service, Juno. He talked to News of the North about the high winds Juno saw yesterday. Right now we have a storm moving through the panhandle. In particular for the Juneau area, we are monitoring an embedded line of convection within this storm. This embedded line of convection has caused some pretty windy conditions in Juneau. Some of the highest winds we've seen so far around downtown area are um, 70 miles per hour. Um, it looks like the Mount Roberts tram even hit 79 miles per hour. Some other wind gusts look, looking around uh, 60 miles per hour. Um, we've actually seen also some reports of some blown trees and power outages. We're expecting storms to continue to track north. I think currently it's looking like the strongest winds have passed. The storm began moving out of the area a Sunday night and will continue to calm down Monday.
storm is going to continue to move through the panhandle. As it does so, the rain will decrease, and we're just looking at some onshore showers. I'm looking at a little less precipitation, but just that traditional onshore flow where we see uh, showers through the day. And looking at the winds, we are expecting less wind through morning. Some breezy conditions will ride around daylight, 10 to 15 miles per hour. But then through the afternoon, those winds really, really fall down. There was some convection going through the Prince of Wales area where there was some lightning reported, but uh, that has since diminished as well. The worst has passed for now. The National Weather Service Juno will continue monitoring the weather and Craven explains how to stay updated. I advise people to visit our website, weather.gov slash Juno, and our social media on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. And also share reports. We're always looking for more information. People are out there listening and are reading and, you know, they would like to share support. They can do so on our social media accounts. On Easter at approximately 8.05, Alaska State Tree responded to the Chena River in Fairbanks to a report of a moose that had fallen through the ice. Upon arriving, it was discovered that the moose, a yearling, was still alive. With the help of residents from the local community, Alaska Wildlife Troopers and Alaska State Troopers successfully lassoed the moose and helped it back onto land. The moose was advised to stay off the ice during breakup. The public is invited to an open house at the Juneau Ranger District this Tuesday to receive information on the proposed North Extension Project at Hecla Greens Creek Mine. The event is from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Attendees can review the Supplemental Draft Environmental Impact Statement and ask questions of Forest Service staff to help inform their comments. A 45-day comment period is currently open and will close on May 8th. The Environmental Impact Statement addresses a request to extend mineral production at the mine site beyond 2031 with an estimated 4 to 5 million cubic yards of tailings and waste rock storage. UAS Chancellor Karen Carey spoke on the KNY Morning Show to talk about what is happening at UAS this week. Our new chancellor is going to start on June 19th, which is really great, so we'll have some overlap time before I retire. On Wednesday from 1 to 3, we have a Zoom event in partnership with the UAS Nanook Diversity Action Center. Erica Hart will be presenting on white supremacy by any other name the anti-black origins of sexual violence in the U.S. And Friday is going to be a really busy day for us. At 4.30, we have our annual spring carnival in the courtyard. This year's carnival will feature a variety of food options like cotton candy, popcorn, fry bread, and lemonade. A recent traffic stop led to a fentanyl seizure. Juneau Police Department Lieutenant Craig Campbell has this report. On April 1st, 2023, at about 12.47 a.m., JPD officers in the area of Glacier Highway at Trout Street conducted a traffic stop on a black 2013 Chevrolet Equinox for a traffic violation. The vehicle was occupied by three adults, including the driver, 28-year-old Juneau resident, Autumn Shalley Baldwin. During the course of the investigation, officers located over 6,000 blue, M30 pills believed to contain fentanyl inside the vehicle. Officers developed probable cause to show that Baldwin was in possession of the pills and she was arrested for one count of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, a Class A felony offense. She was taken to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center. The seized pills have an estimated street value of approximately $152,000.
Allison Geary, a Thunder Mountain High School student, sang the national anthem to open the final chapter of Pillars of America on Friday. The final speaker was Tony Hoffman, who was returning to Juneau after speaking in 2019. He shared his journey of addiction and overcoming it. He compares the difference between his 2019 and 2023 experience. There's definitely a huge difference in my focus on mental health and kind of connecting behaviors and helping people understand why individuals do that and what they may be experiencing because it's really important for me to help people understand so we have better support for people that are like myself that are struggling with self-harm or substance use. He gave advice to anyone who may currently be struggling. Any, even if it's not just an addict, even if it's somebody just struggling with their mental health and the internal conversation and their feelings, it really is, you don't have to feel this way forever. But for us to get to a better place, we do have to do work. And now part of that work is having the courage to say, I need help. I can't do this alone. Very hard step to take, but it's the first step you take to getting to a place where you no longer have the struggle that you're currently struggling in. 15,000 students were involved in Pillars over the course of 28 years, and they had a total of 90 programs. You can read more about both Pillars speakers on knmyradio.com. And multiple people have died in a mass shooting in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Police say it happened at the beginning of the workday today. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers has the details from the White House. President Biden has been briefed on the deadly mass shooting in Louisville, Kentucky, a White House official tells ABC News. The shooter and four others are dead, according to police. A lone gunman with a connection to the bank, possibly a former employee, opened fire at Old National Bank at about 8.30 a.m. A police officer and seven others are being treated at hospitals. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Never miss a story or a newscast at knyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.